Hello, and welcome to a new episode. I am so sorry my voice sounds like this. I did not get a chance to record an intro before my voice turned this way. So here I am now, bear with me. I promise you the entire interview is not with my voice like this, but this week I had the chance to talk to my father, Mr. William Kelly, who is my idol, my favorite person ever, and we just chatted all things creativity and his job and fatherhood and my childhood a bit, and it was so poignant and beautiful, and I just love talking to him, and I think it's really funny. I feel like you'll be able to tell who I am as well by my father, so I think it'll be really interesting if you've been following me for a bit, and um, you'll be like, oh, I get it now. I totally get it. So. Anyways, I hope you really enjoy this. I'm so glad I got to share this with everyone. And yeah, love you guys. Be absolutely insane. I pretty much do. You follow everyone back? Unless they're just horrible. Or it's like Let's a lot of times you... it's ads and like people are... <laughs> yeah. It's marketing. Let's get you a famous, a famous big Instagram account. Okay. What's your username? I don't know. Yes, you do. Dad, your username. Know. Um, w, is it? Let me follow that guy. He seems neat. It's um, W, w Shepherd Kelly. Shepherd Kelly. Yeah. Photographer. That's your title. What is your title? Do you have a title? Retired. I have 110 followers. <laughs> That's pretty cool. A hundred people. Um, yeah, do you have a title now? You don't. Like, what would you say? Like, what, what do you, what do you, who, what do you do? Who are you? <laughs> Isn't that kind of weird to think about? Because since you're not working anymore, like not having a, a title. Yeah, what's my identity? Yeah, what's your identity? I mean, you've, you've had one for Seamstress. so long. Do you see the same people up in these windows? No. All the time? No. Do you ever just sit here and stare at them? And No, because I'm scared to, like, that if I look at them for too long or look at people noticing, like, that I, I don't want them to think that I'm noticing. Like, I just, it's like a, it's like a, what's that called? Like, out of sight, out of mind situation. Like, I don't want to know that, like, they can see in. I wonder how easily they could see in. Probably as easy as you can see in there. Really? Well, it's, your place isn't as lit up as Right? Theirs. So I feel like there's a shadow. Yeah. But yeah. probably this I could part, get some curtains. I wouldn't worry about it. I mean, you yeah. don't walk around naked, do you? I don't know. What's that doing? It's recording. Oh. <laughs> Dad. Look at that fancy setup. It's not that fancy. Where's the microphone? I want to make sure it's, it's not that, that fancy. Anyways, okay. Tea is in hand. I have my grapefruit juice because I've been obsessed with it. Yeah, we're going to be hydrated. Um... Yeah, I have the special honor of having my father on the podcast. He's visiting. Um, it's your last day here. Yep, my last day. And he's back on the road. Um, it's a little backstory. You guys moved in when? Like June? I think it was before that. Before June. May? May. April, May. Yeah, they sold their house. The house that I knew and loved. Not my childhood <laughs> home, but it was almost like, I felt very much like it was my home. Um, and I've never, you know, I never have lived out of LA and you guys raised me here. So we never spent more than like a few weeks apart. Right? Like ever. I feel like I've no. never, like we never did. It was the house where you would go and become a lizard. I always thought of you. <laughs> You would go and <clears throat> take your shoes off, and then you'd go back onto the deck and in the sun. Just lay in the sun and cry. <laughs> I just feel like I've had a hard day. Like that's the best thing about going to your parents' house is you just can let it all go. You yeah. can just you can just relinquish all of it. You don't have to be put together. You don't have to be anything. At least in my and our household. It's true. Because as I've gotten older, I feel like I've gotten really comfortable with you guys. So. Y'all know everything that's happened to me. Like, I am an open book with you guys. Like, some people, I forget they don't tell their parents everything. And you do tell us. I tell a you lot. guys I mean, everything. There's things you probably don't tell us, obviously, but. No, I'd be telling a lot. Well, you know, because we talk to other people and they tell us their kids, like, will not tell them anything. Yeah, that's wild. 
Yeah, and it just blows us away a little bit because... Because I'm over here like, just mom. Say, like, I don't know anything about my daughter. Yeah, and you guys know everything. Too yeah. much, honestly, at some points. I'm pretty sure mom, like, is like, you know, I, I don't... There was one point recently when she'll be like, Sophia, this is why you need a therapist because I, you know, this is too much. Like, I can't do this. So, anyways, yeah, they're visiting, um, which is always kind of sad for me, but it's also nice to just kind of feel like I appreciate it more when you guys do come. Um, but they've been living all over. Like you are mainly in like Santa Fe area. Mm -hmm. You've been to Denver, Colorado, Boulder. You guys were in the East coast, like Boston and Maine, which I've never been to. I've been to New York, but that's pretty much it. Right. Mm -hmm. You're in, where's the other place? Ash, where's that? Asheville, North Carolina, which I really liked. Yeah. I thought it was great, great little town. Yeah, um, so just, like, traveling all over, and it's just, I don't even know how you're doing it with, like, not having a home base, like, how you're not, like, going stir-crazy with not having stuff, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how you're doing it, but... It was a, it was a challenge at first, and then we've kind of grown into the whole process, so... Yeah, because what were you doing fun. before all of this, working literally 12-hour days for how long? Yes. Since 1987. Wow, I can't do that math right now, but it's a long, long time. time. Yeah, and I just remember you always, like, I mean, you were gone so much, like, just day to day. Like, you were your whole, mm-hmm. you were gone all day, almost every day. Mm-hmm. And a lot of driving. I mean, in L.A., there's traffic, and you'd be, like, working in the studios that were far, and, like, you'd be in, like, hour-long traffic every day. Oh, don't remind me. I know. <laughs> you're getting bad <laughs> flashbacks. And you're, you did what? a set dresser set dresser which to people that don't know it's basically the person it's it's yeah being a part of the set decorating crew who like on movies and tv shows on like movies on and sets. tv shows right right or not even on set always but like mm-hmm. yeah so you're basically the one that's like any set that you see in a movie or tv show um there's people that obviously have to bring in like the furniture and set up the like mirrors and the lamps right like that yep. kind of thing it's like you're Maine you're dressing the, the sets for for the tv shows or movies which is just exactly. kind of cool so yeah i have a lot of family kind of well not a lot but like my dad my mom was in the film industry right she mm-hmm. was for a while yeah and then my aunt is a really um big Prop master. master. Prop master, yeah. In mm-hmm. the industry, too. So that's why I started working in it. But then they kind of were like, Sophia, I don't know about... Mm-hmm. Everyone that I would ask about the film industry, they just were like, don't do it. Like, don't get don't get in the union. Don't... don't Because it's hard, right? I mean, yeah. weren't you... I mean, it consumes you. It consumes you. you. And you have no life. And Yeah. I made a point to work a lot when I worked, but then I would take blocks of time off in between television shows or in between movies i made it a point to take time off so i could spend it with you right and mom uh-huh. so it was real important because i know people that they just work pretty much yeah. 50 weeks of the year yeah and, you know 12 hour days you don't see you don't you're see not your seeing family. it you're not even seeing the, the the day like you're just like you're really just that's yeah. all you're you doing you don't know your kid yeah yeah your kids yeah just, yeah i know Okay, and then I think the most interesting thing is, though, because I I feel like, and I've, I said this stuff, too, that I think it's so fun to talk on a podcast about this or, like, talk about it and have it in, like, actual, like, like I can, like, play it back type of thing, too. Yeah. Almost like a memory or something like that. But mm-hmm. I feel like one of the most interesting things about you is that you were raised somewhere where it wasn't like Los Angeles, You'll get into that a little bit, but not at all. Like, literally the opposite. Um, So there's no creativity and artists and, like, entrepreneurs and people that you could look up to that were living these kind of, like, you know, wild kind of creative lives. And you ended up still doing something that was creative. Like, I still don't – because I don't even think I've ever asked you. But, like, how – so I'm learning here, too. But, like, how did that even – happened because you weren't in a position to like weren't wasn't everyone around you just doing like what becoming like plumbers and you know like yeah. mechanics and stuff like yeah, yeah like how I don't know I ask myself that question sometimes as well I mean there's a university there with an art department so where did you grow up Beaumont Texas 
So southeast, middle, southeast, southeast Texas. Texas. Got yeah, it. close okay. to Houston. And it doesn't have a lot of culture. You're right. Yeah. There are creative people there, like Robert Rauschenberg, famous artist. He grew up. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Is he from, he's not from South, is he from Austin or South? No, Southeast Texas. Oh, really? Yeah. And Janis Joplin was from Port Arthur, oh. which is just adjacent to Beaumont. Robert Rauschenberg, like I said. Um, so th there are some creative people. I, th I think creative people are, are everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. And, but I think you're just born with a certain um, curiosity or a certain way of feeling and looking at the world. You know, like some people are poets, right? And they just have a sensitivity to the world. They feel it in a certain way and they want to express that, I guess. Right. And so you can, and I think you come into the world somewhat with that. Yeah, you're kind of an interesting case of like nature versus nurture because I it's think true. in your case it wasn't nurture because you had actually none of that. You didn't have yeah. anyone because just to give a brief background, like a really brief background because I know it's kind of like you really were just out yeah. I mean it was not great yeah no I'll just say it was it was very dysfunctional my childhood without going into too many details but it was more survival for right. our family mm -hmm. and it is strange that because you weren't being able to do all these like like you were being introduced to like extracurriculars no. and you had all these outlets like you like were basically just you. exist like trying to just Exist. survive and exist Sur exactly. right you know you were raised by mainly a single mother with like True. a few right yeah. a few different sometimes like dads in the picture um yeah. but very much so and you were also like i feel like didn't you have you had a lot of siblings too that you had to like, yeah. keep in you know in the picture and stuff and everything keep, but keep them fed. yeah literally um but it's true if you think about it look how different you were brought up differently you were brought up yeah we tried to what I wanted to do when I had children was do the opposite of how yeah. I was raised. Right. I mean, there was some love. My mom, right. you know, was loving towards me. Right. But I wanted to provide stability, security, and I wanted to expose you to as many interesting things as I could. Yeah. That's why we took you to museums. Oh, you, I remember. I mean... You, all the time we took you to... I remember York hating it at first. I mean, they... Yeah, they really... I mean, we would go, like, our thing to do, I mean, the amount of times I've been to the Getty or the L.A. County Museum of Art yeah. or MoCA, I mean, I could, I know those places like the back of my hands, like True. these museums, these, like, classic museums in L.A., um, and anytime we'd go traveling, we'd always go to a museum and art, art gallery, and yeah. I remember being very shocked at first sometimes, I remember, like, kind of thinking, you know, a lot of art can be very intense and very a lot a gruesome yeah. raw real mm -hmm. i mean people are documenting really intense stuff and i remember walking in sometimes and being like oh there's like a naked woman or like there's gay lovers or there's yeah. like you know a lot of like historical stuff too that's really dark and yeah it would be shocking but again i think and i think i didn't like it sometimes when i was younger because you're like i just want to like yeah. go play in the park you know which we did a lot of we did a lot of that, but we lived in Garfield we Park. lived in this one park where I grew up, and it was like, oh, we would. It was so much fun. We you, would you just learned how to throw. I was a so athletic, if for some reason, like kind you of, were. like yeah, we did frisbee. We played badminton. Um, we yeah. even played tennis, and yeah. I had a dog and little Finley, a little mutt. Like he was just like a, and he was the best, he was just the sweetest dog, dog in the whole world. We would. I was obsessed with. Remember, him. we would. We would bring him to the park. I would tell him to sit and stay. Yeah. And he would sit and stay there they, for like he, an yeah. hour and he a would half. Do it. He, he would do move. anything you would say. And, and he was we just would such throw a good the companion. frisbee and run around. You could launch that frisbee. I had a good arm. And I was in softball too eventually. You were in softball. But none of these things lasted for me. It's so funny. No. I feel like my whole life... I sometimes feel like this way now. I've never had like a thing, like nothing ever like lasts with me. Remember I, you put me in piano. Yeah. I did school. I remember I did like, I tried doing, um, I was, I was known, I feel like for being someone that would try something and end up dropping the class, not doing it anymore, giving up on it. Like I was Miss Giver Upper growing up. Like Why was remember that? ceramics okay. class? Like I went there yeah. a few times, didn't end up staying. I would try graphic design, didn't end up doing you remember, it. And there was that 
at there was that it was like architecture. Yes, the weird like architecture. At, yeah. It was like part of the art center. Art center. Yeah, but and was, I just yeah. like didn't I just <clears throat> didn't continue it. I don't know where. I think it's like just this impulsive like needing next new thing kind of nature. Like I yeah. never wanted to stick with something. It was so weird. Okay, wait. No. So I need to re- go back. So what was the cuz you went to college, right? Right. For what? Well, initially, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I, I took a lot of sciences. I loved biology. You could have been such a good doctor. We always say this. I know. I think I think I would have been a good doctor. Yeah. But so I was sort of floundering. I didn't have any any good adult role models because if you think about it, when you're younger, growing up, if there's a stable parent or adult in your life, they see you grow up and they are able to kind of judge what your interest, help you judge what your interests yeah, are and, help and maybe help yeah, direct yeah, you yeah. and nudge you when you need to be nudged yeah. and all that. I was totally on my own. Right. And it's just a miracle in a way that I even went to college because yeah. I had to pay for it myself, even though yeah. it was not that expensive back then. But still, but I still, mean, relative to and the I time. I worked all yeah. through college, so it was, it was difficult, but... Well, what made you then? Because you, you, yeah. I took an elective, a drawing elective. Oh, okay. One semester, and I really liked it. So I switched, eventually switched over to art. To art. And how long did it take you to get really good? Because you understand, like, you, I think it has to be, like, the natural gift, like, the way you're even, I don't know. But, no, but, I mean, but genuinely from, like, a person, because some people are, like, they're good at art, but they Mm -hmm. just make, like, modern art, and they're, like, not technically amazing, mm-hmm. but they're still amazing artists, for instance, yeah. or they do, you know, I mean, there's so many different types of artists. I mean, exactly. millions, I was just but you that. are actually someone which is wild. You genuinely can like look at something and paint or draw it. And it's, it's a still life, like a stunning <laughs> still life. Like it's ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. you can make something look like a photograph almost, you know what I mean? And yeah. so how did that even like happen though? Like, did you just take enough classes to get good technique wise or like, I think it was part of it. But also naturally, you kind of were just like, were your teachers like, wow, you're like really good at this? You just feel like, oh, wow, like this is like, I thought I was, I'm good at it like, enough to keep yeah, going with it. Exactly. And as you might expect, when you're in a, say you're in a figure drawing class and you begin to, to start drawing these female, male and female models, you can see what the other people are doing yeah. and how some of them are just really bad. Yeah. Yeah. And you go, yeah. huh? But people get better. Right. And I, was, I wasn't I was the best, but I was pretty good. Got it, yeah. And I think that you can cultivate that. Yeah. You, you come in, you come into the world with certain skills and right. then you're able to kind of build on that, I think. But I, um, I don't know, I think that. But did you start having then, did you, were you kind of around more creative people in college then? Very much so. And you went to college in Texas as well. You didn't stray far yeah, from Texas, Yeah, I went to right? undergra- undergraduate school at Lamar, which was in Beaumont. Okay. And there were some, it's a small college and the art department's small, but it had some really good teachers. Yeah, so you kind of were then getting more into like that world and the more that you're kind of yeah. around artistic people and stuff. And like, mm-hmm. did you have back then, like you can remember people that you were really inspired by, whether it was like, you know, musician. I mean, you were into music too when you were younger, right? Was. That was one thing that we always bonded by because True. I remember growing up and like, I mean, music is such a, I mean, people now that I share music with, like my Spotify mm-hmm. playlists and stuff, I mean, I listen to everything from like Cuban music to hip hop to like, you know, to like everything. I mean, I literally listen to all types of music and I feel like right. a lot of that is from you because I remember growing up, I have such fond memories of you yeah. playing I mean, you had this insane CD collection, um, and you would play music from all over. You'd play it on your computer. Mm-hmm. It was always playing through the house. Like, I remember, like, True. Sundays, you'd be cleaning, and you'd be playing, like, you know, just really interesting. You'd play, like, KCRW, right? Like, A you'd find new music. KCRW. And then when I got older, you'd start, like, we would send you, you know what I mean? I'd be like, what are you playing in the car? Like, I would get music from him, and it was always music has always been a thing for you definitely right which i think goes uh-huh. hand in hand with creative as well just a creative person True. but but i remember we would i guess you're high school when you're in high school or maybe even younger we would i'd love on the weekends when i'd have it off we'd go 
get in the car and we just go drive. We go drive, around. just listen to music. And, and that was a thing. You would sort of curate the music yeah. a lot. Yeah, I'd show you, go, you oh, stuff. Oh, you gotta listen to this. And, and then, then you'd I'd show say, me. You have to listen to yeah, this. yeah, we would yeah. just kind of play off. That was our favorite thing. We still, like, I feel like to me, driving in the car and like yeah. listening to music or just, we can go somewhere so mundane. We go to the grocery store, it's our favorite thing to do. We yeah. talk about this all the time. Any excuse, he's like, he'll come and he's like, I guess I have to go to the grocery store. And I'm like, I'm coming. Like, don't even, you don't even have to How ask. How did that happen? I don't know. It's we're one obsessed. of the things that, I remember when you were, I guess you're in high school again, but you were younger. Our thing we would do maybe Saturday night. Trader Joe's. Or Trader oh, no, Joe's, Whole Foods. We would go to Whole Foods. The Whole Foods. Foods. The we'd do a Friday, in, yes. The big one in Pasadena. And we'd go get food. And then yeah, we would and sit, sit and it was so and we'd nice. we just look at stuff on the shelves yeah. and talk about, oh, look at this new yeah, costume. Yeah. Look at this new Because thing. one of the, the, that, the other things that we, like, the I mean, way we're so in sync, it's so funny. But, but nowadays, I always joke about this. Like, that's, like, my favorite place is just, I feel yeah. so soothed at the grocery store. And Trader store. Joe's, too. Trader really. Joe's. And, like, we always love to look at the new, like, seasonal items. and yeah, like holidays yeah, at Trader Joe's. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. get better. I know. Because we also have a very similar way of eating. So, like, another thing it's I true. think that is so interesting about, like, me growing up and now having, like, this platform where, like, I no. make healthy recipes yeah. and, like, that. I mean, people always ask me, like you know how did that even happen and I think one of the things I always say is like I've always kind of been healthy because you guys raised me I mean I remember you like you never had one coke or soda ever. in the refrigerator your At, whole childhood ever like my whole life like literally ever like still you to never day. went to McDonald's never until once your aunt took you my, oh, I, yeah, I, I remember took your me. aunt took you and I got like and chicken nuggets or something and I was came, blown away you came home <laughs> and said Aunt Gay took me to to um Oh McDonald's! <laughs> I didn't even know what it was called. Like Aww, the song, yeah. Oh, McDonald's. And I had the little um, kids meal. Yeah, you Aww. thought that was pretty cool, though. It was cool. I mean, yeah. But and we never, we never, we never had much junk food or anything. ever. And the junk food it was, mm. we would have was, was like healthy. the Trader Joe's. It yeah. was like the Trader Joe's pretzels. Remember those honey stick pretzels, or like you would get like those. I'd add those like fruit sticks or like a lot of fresh fruit, a lot of like mm-hmm. apples and peanut butter, and like I'd have little snacks, but a but lot of like. But you did have a Nutella phase. I had when I got older, though. I had the most raging Nutella phase. <laughs> it was horrifying. <laughs> I would, I think oh, I was what like man. a sophomore in high school. I think so. And I would just probably twice a day. Yeah, I think so. Eat bread untoasted bread with, with nutella, nutella like like mush like not mushy but like you you know like you do it on one slice and then like yeah. fold it over and just eat that my teeth would hurt from the sugar <laughs> <laughs> horrifying because i think when i could start like buying some of my own food and stuff like yeah, you guys we were like older. yeah like you're gonna mm-hmm. let me but i remember distinctively being younger and having like the little trader joe's lunchbox uh juices with the little yeah. riddles on them the little jokes on them and like Mom would always make me. I'd have we trail mix was huge. Yeah, you've always eaten very like whole food based. Like I feel totally. like it's weird. Like you would all you would just. I grew up. I remember you'd always snack on like nuts and seeds and handfuls of that, or you'd have like very like just natural foods. You know, yeah. like rice and vegetables and or mm-hmm. like whole grain pasta. All of like grains and yeah. legumes and like you know vegetables and fruits. Always, you know, hardly right. any. I mean, I don't even remember eating things that were like you pour hot water. We didn't even have a microwave growing up. I did not no, have a microwave. We did. That's so true. maybe sometimes we'd have like canned soup, like occasionally, or like a frozen pizza. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, it was always like you'd mom would make food, or you'd make food, and then it would be like it's leftover. True. It was always usually like homemade meals, you know. Yeah. Or if we did order out, it'd be like Indian food or like Thai food, or you know. But never like mac and cheeses or like super gluttonous foods ever. No. Hey, can I go back to something? Yeah. I was just thinking about going to school and studying art and how that happened. And in a way, because I was on my own and didn't have parents paying for college or demanding I do certain things, I was able to do whatever and deciding oh, you're going to you're going to major in art is kind of crazy in a way because 
if my mom was, was there questioning those kinds of things, she would have probably said, like most parents, because when I was in graduate school, I, I was a teaching fellow, so I actually taught undergraduates, like drawing and stuff, and they would tell me their parents didn't want them to major in art, or that they yeah, weren't. Yeah, because it's kind of like, a, you can't really... Yeah, it's like you're throwing away their money. Yeah. Because they felt like, well, how are you going to get a job? You know, I'm not going to pay for, for you to live after you get out of college. So... In a way, I didn't have to worry about that. And maybe I should have. Maybe yeah. I should have had an adult saying, well, what are you going to yeah, do for a living? but you didn't have anyone breathing down your back, kind no. of being like... I was totally... your neck, not your back. <laughs> breathing down something. <laughs> yeah, people breathing all over you. Yeah. But, yeah. So, in a way, that, that's you'd, part you'd of... You had pure freedom to really explore like what you actually like, wanted yeah. to do. And I think that's, that's critical when you're growing up to explore... Right. And be curious. Stay curious and explore. You're still the most curious person I've ever met. You know what? And what, what cultivated that in me? Yeah. I don't know because they're Like, you're so fascinated. Like, we... About all kinds about of About everything. Things. No, but literally, like, the yeah. most small parts of life. And that's why, like, I get... I swear it made me as genetic because I have... Or it's just from me seeing, like, the nurture thing. Like, from me seeing right. how you've been. But we're the same like I find so much interest in people and things and like little little tiny parts of life and little interesting like you know manner like we always talk after like we hang out with someone or we're around people or go to a (laughs) store and we're like did you see like her interesting nail color or like did you see how weird like we'll just like but not in a judgmental way just in an observational observational way. way and we just I think it's like just and that's I think what a lot of artists have though is they are just more observational. I agree. 100%. It's the only way you can be, even be like a good photographer. That's why people are good photographers because they're good at observing life and documenting it. You know. I've always thought of myself as more of a voyeur than a like a participator. When I go to a party or something, yes. I like to be in a corner watching everything, right? As opposed to being in the middle of it, center of attention. You're yeah, definitely not, not center of attention person. And so I think I just move through the world that way. I'm, I'm more of a voyeur and someone yeah. who's just, and, and people have always said that about me yeah. too. I'm just yeah. curious. But I think that's a, I was reading, I've been, I've told you about the art of seduction book, right? I talk yeah. about that a lot. And one of them is, I think something that you kind of do. And again, it's not just seducing like in a lover, it's mm-hmm. and just in general, I think people that are like you that are more quiet and observant and almost feel they're not super trying to get everyone's attention. And yeah. what's weird is you actually are someone that noticeably people want the attention of, and they get obsessed with like kind of subconsciously wanting you to like them. And, mm-hmm. and people, I think get honored when you're like, is that you true? know, yeah, I think cause mom said that about like, even, you know, like people in the, mm-hmm. in our, and like, you know, and your guys' friend group and stuff. I think people, like you who are more again like not needing to be the star of the show yeah it's almost like what's he thinking what's you know what's going on i think people <laughs> want to like they're very they intrigued by you they only knew it's just nothing just nothing there yeah. um but then how did you get into photography because now because i yeah. recognize so i remember growing up like you we're probably you were still making art and we'd have little like drawing sessions you remember that you tried to teach me still life he would like put up a still life and we'd try, we both draw it, and mine That's would always totally be so shitty, and his no. was perfect. And I was like, Dad, like, why is mine so bad and yours is so good? Um, but I think yeah. you're, you're really good at drawing. Thank you. I could have been if I would have stuck it, stuck with it more. But I'm wondering, because, so yeah, when I was growing up, I remember you drawing some, but then it really turned into photography. Yeah. Your whole thing, I remember like you, it was, yeah, the cameras and you us going out and you, you stopping everywhere to take a photo. I mean, that's me sure. now to everyone. When, if you know me in person, you know that I stop, I'll like take a photo of like a crack in the ground and people are like, why? And I'm like, what are you talking you about? That's literally us. Like, that's how we are. Like we take that's the photos true. of the same things. Like the other day we were we at a Thanksgiving do. dinner and I just see my dad take a, he's just taking a photo of like the napkin and the cup placement. Cause for and some reason it clicks in your eyes. It does. And I'm the same way, but I really remember that part of you. So that kind of, so I guess just being in the art world, it kind of opened Mm up photography, right? Well, I think the way photography started was I had a photography department in high school. Oh. Yeah, you could take photography classes and it had only been there a few years when I first took the class. 
and I just ended up loving it. I loved the whole dark room. It was observational too, though. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I also loved just being in the dark room and the magic of seeing this print come yeah, out like of how? the developer. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was very. You don't get to do magical. that now, unfortunately. No, but... but maybe one day. I'd still like to do that. Have a dark room, and then so I, I liked it and took that for a couple of years, and. The reason why you probably don't remember me painting and drawing so much is because when you were born, I had to, mom didn't work much anymore. Oh, right. So I sort of started working full time and longer hours. Right, and so you weren't able to work yeah. on these big paintings. And, right, yeah. I didn't really have a studio anymore. So, and photography is much more immediate. Right. You don't need... Paintbrushes and to do like big oil paintings. Yeah, long periods of time to work on these paintings. And so that's why I turned to photography. You got so into it. I remember even, we always say this is one of my most fond memories, but you would go get, so it was like you would always do film, right, at that time. Yeah. And you would, there was this place in Hollywood that we would drive to go get it, you get the, what's it called? The negatives back? Yeah, contact the contact Yeah, and, and so then we, I remember it specifically the, the smell of that place, like yes. all of it. And then Sammy's camera. Yeah. Right, always. And Sammy's then camera. And yeah, then there was a, the other one. There was a photo lab too. I think I was going to, it was called Photo Impact or yes, something. Yes, yes. But you could smell You could the, smell it. Yeah. It was like a specific, yeah, scent. And like, it just, I remember everything about it was so visceral still to me. Um, and... It's funny because on the I would do that sort of stuff on the weekends. You were kind of mom. Yeah, exactly. Because I've been with mom, yeah. Week, so I would also have to do these little errands and stuff. And I would love again. I'd love to come with. We would. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing about being an only child too. I think is like I did everything with you guys. Like I remember I'd go to all like your friends' dinners. Like I rarely had a nanny or anyone. Like I was like, if you guys were like, all right, we're going to see our friends. You're coming with, and you're gonna sit down at the dinner table and hang out. Like. You know, I didn't have a little friend usually to yeah. go run and play with. But then I remember you getting the negatives back and we'd yeah. go and you had this big monitor computer mm-hmm. and you'd call them getting the boogers. Yeah, <laughs> with the scans yeah. Um, the in scans, Photoshop. Yeah, because yeah. the scans would get these little black dust spots. Dust yep. And it was and a game. And I would game. put you on my lap. Yes, and yes. And I would go to the... We would, we would look for the little white dust spots and then I uh, called them boogers yeah. and you would, you would help me get rid of them. You'd push the little key oh, and get so rid of them. Oh, it was so fun. It was the most enjoyable. Like, See, it's so wild how those... that's good to know. Oh, yeah. Because I didn't... You know what's funny? When, you, when you're a parent, especially a parent like me, who was working so many hours during the week, I mean, I wanted to be a father when I was home and with you. But to what I ended up doing is just integrating a lot of the you stuff had, yeah. with you. And I, I remember even I'd have little projects at home and you would, um, like I would be needing to nail something or screw something in and you'd pass me the screw. Yeah, I, we would, and I would I know. teach you how to kind of do yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. So in a way, it's, it's Even just, with like cook, I remember like with mom, so like I think I was always... It was, it was that way. It was like to get the most out of our time. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I would, I remember always driving the car with you to go run errands or go mail yeah. something or, you know That's what I true. mean? Like, or we'd go to, um, I remember even going to thrift stores when I was a little I was bit just older. Going to say we would go to thrift stores. All the time. That out of the closet in yeah. South Pastina, we would go and he would always look at the books because you'd always find, you always yeah. loved, he had like a whole, like just the most insane collection of books. And then I would always, um, go for the clothes and yeah. we'd always have our little findings at the end of it. I like know. it was so fun. I that was a like, great out of the closet. Days. I know we still do variations yeah. of it, but not the same also because of COVID it's weird, but yeah, yeah, Those we did a lot times. of fun stuff or we'd go get like, yeah, a little, we'd have little food excursions sometimes. And I think as I got older too, and was like eating more, I don't know. We had like little, we'd go get little like lunches or top Remember the taco place. Yeah. We even, there's just like little interesting places and things I just remember so vividly. Like we went to that yeah. one on Mission Street or even the library. Oh my God. The library. We'd go so much. So much. I mean, that stopped like, like all the time. Yeah. And then also like video tech. We'd go like every Friday when I was younger, we'd always go and rent movies. When people still did that. Yeah. 
Can you? Yeah. That's such a that place is still open. People yeah, still I mean it's a cool up. concept. I kind of miss that, and it's something it's because so they have all these. Not that we're talking. It's not a. This isn't about a video. Right. They have all these super esoteric movies that you can't find. Yes, can't anywhere. find, and they're very rare. You can't stream and really them. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's a cool spot. Yeah. No, I know. I think there is. I think you guys did a good job, though, of like integrating. Balancing yeah, the balancing sort of it all. I think there was a lot of good balance in my childhood. I always look back at it really fondly. You know. Yeah. I think I, I've obviously like. I'm glad you do. Yeah, I mean, but then, there, but then I think up until when I was about fourteen or fifteen, there we go, middle middle school. <laughs> then I was. I mean, you must have been like, wow, we raised a child from hell. Like, did you think that I literally was like? I mean, did anyone prepare you? No, that's a good point. Right, a because good, I think yep. I was kind of a good child up until middle school. You were really good, and then something happened. The devil possessed I str- me. I struggled with. Mom and I both did about what did we do something wrong? Because yeah. suddenly, you know, we didn't teach you to lie and to. And I was the biggest liar. Manipulate the and, biggest liar in the whole world. But I think you were trying to, I guess, like, like I never went through that. I wasn't a bad kid yeah. for some reason. I think because there there were so many bad things happening you, around you me. Couldn't. The last yeah. thing I wanted to do was screw that do these oddball things not oddball things but do things that were just going to screw my life up yeah so I would intentionally do so many things that really messed that that were just like why why would you do that I know I didn't understand it and I I struggled with it and it was very painful at times oh yeah because I had a series of like I've expressed like it started with like really my mental health. Like think True. that was really hard as a parent to see and like see your child go through. And what's really interesting is so recently I watched the Pete Davidson, like his like, it's like a movie he's in, but it's based on his life. Mm-hmm. And he's very open about, I think I told you guys about watching it. He's very open about his mental health struggles and like it had to do with him and his mom, single mom who was raising him. And he was very like depressed and though and very, not like suicidal, but would definitely like teeter on that edge a little bit of talking about and wanting to be like, I don't care about my life, you know, kind of thing. And I think his mom that you see in the movie, her finding this weird balance between when he would do things that were really messed up, she wanted to obviously ground him and and take and, and kick him out and do all these things. But still, when you have a child that's with, has severe mental health issues, you're also like, but if I, you have this feeling, I'm sure, like what she was going through of like, I don't want to also push him to the edge kind of thing either. Like what if we are all he has? And so I feel like I kind of I, put I you guys in that. that position where I'd be like, yeah. I would do things that, that deserve serious consequences. You guys would give me consequences, but mm-hmm. it, it could have been like more. It could have like shipped me away or done way more right. almost as like some people would be like. Because like, even like some people I talked to, like my parents would literally slap me over the head. They could, ne- would never handle that. And I'm like, but then I would threaten you guys, and I would say yeah. like, I I want to like die, you know, for a, yeah, a long time. Yeah, it's interesting that you have an honest remembrance of that. It's oh not, yeah. It's not like you're you. Because I feel like I'm a whole different person. It's wild. You like, are I look a different back, person. Talking about it like I'm talking about like a sister or something. That I got a crazy sister. It's weird. Yeah. In your mind, do you remember, like, you must have wanted your way, and you remember that time you, it was Coachella? Yeah, I went, bought. You bought tickets. Somehow you, you, did you get our credit Yeah, card I had their credit card number, and I bought them, and two we, Coachella tickets. And then how? For, like, like what, it ended up being, like, $1,000. It was crazy, and, I mean... Like, we just didn't, we didn't bring you up to do that. Yeah, like, where that come from? To us. Yeah. And so you also, but then didn't you, like, we made you, we refi- no, we made you sell them or? Something, but, but and then, then I ended up still going. You ended up still going. I always was able to, I was a really good manipulator and kind of conniving little shit. Like, where I just kind of could, like, get my way and figure yeah. it out and I would make it happen. I'd be like, if I wanted something, I'd get it. And I think I just... I didn't have a single caring, empathetic bone in my body. Like it was wild. 
Like, it just did not. I don't know if it was something, like, I think it was me lashing out or me, because of the friends I had, they convinced me that was, like, how to live life. You just have to be, everyone's out for their own selves and kind of thing. Maybe it was also just, like, dealing with, like, coming into adulthood and, like, that's how I kind of thought I had to live and to get what I want, you know? And I think, I don't know what possessed me. It literally felt like something possessed me and I don't know where that came from. You know? It was a difficult time. It was. It was challenging. Um, my favorite story is, not favorite, but like, that's probably, so top three, like most mad you've <laughs> ever gotten. One was the car situation. Oh my We tell God. this often, but it's too good. Like it's not, I mean, it's terrible. I'm infinitely sorry. But like, it was, I basically, my dad just got a new car. Okay. okay it was what, 15, 16? Yeah. Had a boyfriend at the time. It was like 16. I think so. That sounds about 16? right. 16? Yeah. Didn't have a license or permit or anything yet. Didn't know had how to you, drive. Had, I don't think we'd gone out driving. No. Literally had never driven a car. But preface it by saying that day I, I bought the car, you, we went for a drive somewhere. We went probably to Trader Joe's. Yeah, probably went to the grocery store. And when we got back, you said... Wow, this car seems so easy to drive. Oh, I don't and remember, I remember that part. I remember putting it in reverse, and it was one of the early cars that had the camera in the back. You could yeah, see backing yeah. up, and you went, "Wow, that's really cool." <laughs> I like for, that's when the light bulb the went light off bulb my head. Off. Yeah. And so, looking back on the how it all happened, I could see your now your mind Churning. was already working. I was like, "Aha!" Aha! So I see, and I think in this moment, like when I look back at this, like I had no thought that like this would upset my father or this is you not really didn't no I thought I could deal with the consequences or like he's not gonna find out it was all about me I was the most narcissistic piece yeah. of shit I literally did not think like this is gonna hurt someone else because I thought in my head I validated it like oh it's not a big deal I'm only gonna go for a little joy ride like you thought you were you, did you think you were gonna do it <laughs> Come, Come back, back, go to bed, yeah. and then no one would know. Yeah, so I basically, in the middle of the night, I researched, <laughs> I used his computer to look up. Yeah, because we found in the search. Yeah, how to reverse a car. How to back a car up. Back a car out of a driveway. Because <laughs> <laughs> you had this, like, tricky driveway. and then, Yeah, you had to do a little yeah, weird S-curve. Yeah, I did it. You did it. And then I took off. I took off and picked up my boyfriend, <laughs> picked up his friend. <laughs> I didn't have the lights on. There was no license plate in the car, so I'm cruising down like 15 minutes away, probably at that point, right? Or we 10. get a phone call. They get a phone call. I get pulled over because someone had, in a similar car, a yeah. same car, had just committed like a crime. Yeah, at a McDonald's. Or yeah, something. and they had the same car, and so the car, pull, the police pulled me over. I had no plates and no lights on, and then I had no permit. I've had. He's like he he pulled me over and. I mean, I probably, he wrote me up, I think, for like... He did write For you. like eight tickets, he literally. Did. Like, past curfew with other people in the car. I thought... No license. I'm never going to get my license. Like, I'm screwed. And then my parents had to come pick me up. My boyfriend was in the car. It was the look on... I mean, you... Because when you get so mad, you can't... You couldn't even look at me. No. Because you knew oh, that if you would have... So, if you would have even gotten started, it would have been like... you could, you could It would have been... Yeah. Yeah. I was really mad. Yeah. And I that was bad. That was one of the top ten. And then also me throwing a party. But I was a little older for that one. Oh. Yeah. Throwing a party at your mad. house. They went to Europe. And I stayed back to stay at my precious smoothie job <laughs> over the summer. Yeah. You were going to get to go to Europe, Europe for you free. You to Prague and Paris. And yeah. And here I was like, no, I'm going to stay work at Sun Life. Um, cause I'm a manager. Make smoothies. Make smoothies. And then. And see, we should have put our foot down. Yeah. But, and said you're coming. And said you're going, but I don't know why we didn't. We should have said. Cause I probably you, did the whole depression. Like, oh, like this is. Yeah. You probably, that's true. You would use that. I would use and the I depression think, thing. I think it was, oftentimes it was, it was valid. You know, like, I think you were depressed and you were trying to, um, fit in certain ways with certain people yeah and if i had a good like i remember that summer i found a new friend group and i was so excited and ecstatic and i felt so in love with all of them and i had so much excitement so i think it was like also like a mix of just that was too overwhelming for me you know 
Um, but yeah, they, they went to Europe and long story short, I threw like many little things, parties and they came back and like the cat was missing Our like our little cat that I had since I was what, seven. Yeah. That cat never came back. Yeah. Gone. Don't know what happened. Don't know where I was. Like what, why didn't I like, I don't remember like the cat, like why could I, how was I was that incapable of keeping a cat? Like she was an indoor cat. Oh, yeah, she was no, kind she was of outdoor out, We transitioned her to outdoor. She had a heated igloo out. Yeah, because we were like, she's too much. Yeah. yeah. But and then they some, came back. They came back. There was like still like marks on the walls. And oh, yeah. Like, I had to paint walls in the living room. Yeah, it was bad. Because people They're, were standing, leaning up against the wall with their feet on the wall. Yeah, yeah. Jello shots encrusted on the tables, cigarette butts, like... And I thought I did a good job cleaning. I guess I didn't. And, but the but trash nothing could cans have outside were filled See, with liquor stupid. bottles. Like, and beer that was stupid. Can- there were like probably 40 bottles of liquor and yeah. 100 cans of that's beer. That's unreal. Or, and that's probably underestimating it. And I just, it, I was surprised. Yeah, that, you're like, you couldn't have done a better job. Yeah. <laughs> and But the one bad thing is you took the doorknob off our bedroom yeah, which so had, he had the to, vacuum so he had to go and i had to to get we just got back from europe so to get into our bedroom you had to go I had the to window. break through the window <laughs> I, that's i was probably i might have been because i hadn't mad. slept in like yeah you were more hours mad. or something i was because the house was trashed yeah and it's like you're hot yeah and I remember when you picked us up at the at the rail line when we from coming back from the airport, you said, yeah, the house is a little, might be a little dirty. And Finley's been scratching, our dog has been kind of scratching the rug a little bit. It looked like <laughs> the rug had been trampled by a thousand horses. Yeah. <laughs> and she and was like, trying yeah, to downplay whatever. it. I guess it's just a little messy, but. Yeah, it's a little messy, but yeah. you know, I'm sorry. Yeah, but you know what? That's the classic movie thing. I know I shouldn't have done it, but. It is. It's just wild that I'm like. And you said the know. parties kind of blew up. Like, oh, yeah. No, they did. And I, did, I didn't mean for it to happen that way. You know, just all of a sudden. And our house wasn't very big. Yeah, it wasn't like this huge mansion, but it did have a big backyard, but no one even. I love how no one even used like the the backyard, really. It was like you just. Everyone had to stay on the deck and like ruin that, you know? I'm just glad the deck didn't collapse. Yeah, seriously. I know. Oh. Okay. Two, three questions. Yes. And then we'll, we'll end. So first off, or not even a question, but like you guys must be kind of shocked considering I never went to college. Yeah. I wasn't able to. I didn't even really show up for the last part of high school in a way the way I should have because of my mental health and because I was like yeah. didn't care. Mm-hmm. So... And I, and I feel like I, you know, I was working, like I worked a lot at different jobs and I was kind of, but I never had like a clear path Mm -hmm. and I worked in production. I think that's probably the first time you guys probably were like, oh, she's actually like doing something. But are you, are you shocked that I'm kind of like, I mean, you're literally sitting in my apartment right now that I pay for, you know, and I, I, I have my, like, I literally pay, like I am like a self-sufficient independent woman. I mean, even just not even money-wise, but, like, mentally that I'm even capable of, like, being alone. Because there was, up until not that long ago, meaning, like, within the last few years, where I was still, like, I mean, like, having to, go again, go to you guys all the time. And I was having panic attacks and crying and, like, would have to literally, you guys were helping me so much with my mental health and stuff. So, is it shocking that, like, considering all of that? That I'm kind of like, I'm up on, like, I, I'm, I'm surviving, I'm okay. I'm more than surviving, I'm doing really well. You're flourishing. Yeah. We talk about that, uh, Mom and I. And I don't know if shocked is the right word. Uh, look, we always knew you were special. And we always believed in you 100% and felt like you had something to contribute to the world. Yeah. And... Even through all that. Yeah, even through all that, I, I just knew that you were going you to be. Did you see I that I was kind of creative when okay. I was younger too? Very though? much so. Yeah, and and when I, I was think little, that, like how, like when I was a little girl, like was I like, I would always do like I had a lot of fantasy things and like I was very remember my my little toys. I was just going to say your stuffed little, animals. I would create these worlds with them. And yeah, stuff you, you and, had a very vivid imagination, and I. You know what surprises me about you, though, is your 
I know what you're doing now is di- is difficult. It's yeah. challenging, and it takes so much work and energy and resources. And you work hard at it, and you put a lot of yourself into it. And I'm just really more than shocked. I'm really proud of you that you. you're you're doing this really. And it's I think it's good work that you're doing. Right. It's not just like kind of these no. more empty. Not that you know everything is. Yeah, valid, and, and but... I think that you are able to relate to people all over the world. Yeah, and you're able to kind of share your life. And honestly, I think for once in my life, I'm being really honest. Exactly, and really authentic. That's an and interesting. I've, I've never it's done. I haven't been my a lot of my life. Again, I I really feel like I've lived a double life, or I've been trying to to do something or be something that I'm not, and. That's a and good show point. parts of myself that aren't real or create parts of myself. And I think for once in my life, yeah, I'm really doing something that I feel proud of at like a core level, you know? And authenticity is, I think, the a, a driving very important, force. Yeah, and yeah. it's a very important trait for anyone yeah. to um, have. But, yeah. and I know that you also get a lot from the people that you yeah relate to and yeah and interact with every and day. interact yeah. with every day yeah you're able to um i think appreciate them and you don't take any of this for granted right. and i think it's just a beautiful thing and, and yeah. i'm just like i'm really just proud of you thank you and you and you've turned into this really beautiful capable capable is yeah wonderful yeah honestly woman. i don't know how but yeah and <laughs> And yeah. it's just, it's beautiful to see Thank how you've you. blossomed into the world. And, but you know something I've always, I think one of your attributes that I've, I've always believed in you about too, is your ability to write. I remember you yeah. were always an amazing writer. That was always my thing. I love writing. You've, you've journaled, like you must have 30, yeah. 40 journals yeah. that we have stored for yeah. you right now. Yeah. And I remember you would get, I'm only saying this because oh, I've kind you, of you were asking, to, you do, yeah. in a way, you, you do have to use, and, and there's, a, there's a creative process that goes in, whenever you're writing, yes. it carries over into a lot of other things. 100%. And so I remember, even when you were a little girl, really little like elementary school or yeah before middle school you would get mad about something and you would storm (laughs) off into your room and write some long letter to us about how you've been mistreated (laughs) and how the world is working against you always write you were always writing yeah and i think and I remember in high school when you went to Waverly that private school I did creative writing yeah your teacher thought you were phenomenal and said, yeah. you know, like, I can help you nurture this. Yeah, and of course. So, there I went, Miss, Miss Quitter. <laughs> yeah, my No, but that. I think that that's something I wish that you would somehow continue to do. Yeah. Although you, you do I in do. certain Yeah, forms. and I help other people try to write, which is yeah. the most important thing. which is good. Yeah. But... Yeah. Lastly, I'm just really proud of you, and I think what you're doing is wonderful. And thank you. I love you so much, Aww. and you're the best daughter I could ever Aww, ask for. Thank you. Yep. All right. I think that was good. <laughs> <laughs>